This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into another week of fun and excitement. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We will start things out by going right into your calls. That is the point of the show. Well, we go to Cooper in Colorado on the amp line to start things out. Hello, Cooper. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I had a, um, a friend of mine was having a party the other night, and uh, I, had, I just graduated from high school, and uh, he wanted to have a high school party. So kind of ironic. But uh, okay. uh, there was there was some uh, drinking going on, and he knew that I knew the laws of the area, so he hired me as kind of the uh, door guard. <laughs> the and, the uh, consultant. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, a couple of my buddy, buddies and I were just hanging out by the door, having a good time, you know. I had a Sprite. Everyone else had, you know, a Coors Light or whatever. Yeah. Um, an underage drinking party, mind you, so not legal in Colorado um, or anywhere. Um, so uh, I was about to leave. It was around midnight, and um, I see the lights come on, uh, the, uh, fly, the cop lights, and uh, two police officers come up to the door. So wait, the and party I was – seen... wait, hold on. This high school party was wrapping up at midnight? Wow. No, I was I was just gonna leave it. Oh, you're I? leaving? I'm oh, okay. Sure, I'm sure I'm sure everyone else would have been there. I mean, I, I just guarding the door for about four hours. So. Oh, all right. See, so what you he didn't want to pay you till like four a.m. or whatever. He didn't want to keep you on. Uh, I was I was just doing it as a courtesy, you know. I got gotcha. you. All right, so, so you're getting ready to yeah. head out, and the cops roll up. What happens? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I've seen uh, you know the video the ACLU puts out called "Busted," you know, and I've you know I've read up on everything, and I know the laws, and so I. Uh, all right, guys. All right, the cops are here. Turn the music off. Everybody, get out back. You know, just in case. You know, didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. So uh, I opened the door and I went outside and I closed the door behind me. And uh, and I was like, "Good evening, officers. And what seems to be the problem?" And he's like, uh, "Well, we got some. We got a call from a neighbor about a domestic disturbance. And we were wondering if we could come in and chat with you." Yeah. And I said, uh, "No thanks." Um, no officer, you know we are we're we're, we're just fine all by ourselves. Uh, no no safety issues or anything. And uh, I said, well, do you live here? Like, no sir, I don't. But uh, my friend lives here, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want you to come in either, officer. <laughs> and so uh, and then he goes, well, you know, for your safety, we'd like uh, we'd like to come in and just make sure that everything's okay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what a load. Yeah, I know. And I I, I was like, all right, officer. Um, we're all fine here. We're just a bunch of guys having a good time. I swear we're safe. Thanks. So was his, was his demeanor here, was he attempting to act as though he was concerned he wasn't being rough or authoritarian in any way? He was acting like he was concerned until about this point where I refused all of his Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> <laughs> These are not uh, the then, jo- droids he, you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. And then he go, he's like, yeah, well, you know, I really want to, really want to make sure everything's all right. He's like, officer, we're fine. You know, we're just... Hanging out, having a good time. Yeah, thanks for and, your concern. Uh, by this, by this point, I could tell I had really disarmed him. You know, he was kind of looking at his partner with a kind of inquisitive look. So and, what uh, do we do now? Look, We're not allowed yeah, to go oh, in. What, what now? Um, you know, and then he goes, uh, "All right, well, um, turn the music down. You know, it's after midnight. <laughs> um, we don't want to have to come back for another disturbance call. Um, have a good night." Like, all right, officers, you know. Uh, wow. Thank you for your concern. I'll see you later. Thanks. You have a good time, too. <laughs> so nice yeah. they're concerned about that. Yeah, Nicely done. Well done, yeah. sir. Yeah. And so, you know, I, 
I just told, I was telling some of my friends, you know, when I left, I was training some other guys who were kind of mildly wasted, you know, better than nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah. your replacements. Like, never, yeah, never give up your Fifth and Fourth Amendment rights. And they're like, what are What's those? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Because, you know, in, in Colorado, we do not have any kind of civics class. We have okay. a quote-unquote government class, which is really just... In 1776, the Founding Fathers did this and this and this, and they don't go into any depth about how, you know, how it's supposed to work and how it works now and stuff like that. And but it's don't, just more of a history lesson. Don't forget, anything. I don't know how it is in Colorado, but in Washington, D.C., at least according to Antonin Scalia, rights aren't really rights anymore at all. They're perfectly attenuable, and you can, you can uh, restrict them based on what the majority deems is reasonable. So uh, if you saw the Heller case thing, then uh, you're never really sure what rights can be protected anymore. It's a good thing you stood up at the doorway. That was awesome. Man. Yeah, you really did a great yeah. job at averting a, a, a serious disaster. I mean, kids could have gotten yeah. arrested. Their nights would have been ruined as uh but because you stood up and said no i'm not letting you in and you were very nice about it from the way you sounded and that's great i mean you want to be able to just smile at the cop as you're as you are refusing his advance uh that that they actually left you alone and i think that is uh, heroic yeah. of you cooper congratulations and it was very it was very easy you know and most people have no idea that they can actually stand up to people with hardly any effort at all the problem is they don't know right what to do well yeah. they know that they've been trained they've been conditioned by television and movies and popular culture uh, to believe that if the cops want to come in you've got to let them in and it's just not yeah. true and the same thing with school because i mean my school has uh i had uh, 2500 kids in it and we had probably 20 security guards and two resource officers which were police officers mm -hmm. And there was maybe maybe one fight a year, and most of the time these security guards just sat around, and you know they kind of became part of the high school cliques. Uh, kind of funny. Huh? Strange. So well, yeah, it. So the cops odd. didn't try to come back later on after you'd left. I don't know. We we, okay. we disbanded pretty quick. We moved we moved down the street to his other house so gotcha. that we wouldn't uh, be. Uh, be caught, you know? It's a lesson. The kid has two houses. No. Cooper, I want to thank you for your <laughs> yeah, call, yeah. and uh, thanks houses. again. Congratulations sure. on your uh, your choices there. You made the right ones. We appreciate hearing from you tonight, dude. Thanks. All right. 800-259-9231. Not only did Cooper do the right thing for what was, in this case, a high school party, uh, but it's also the right thing to do if it's just you and the family sitting alone at home. There's no reason for you to talk to the police. Now, if you insist on talking to them just because you want to talk to the cops... you got nobody else to talk to? Uh, you can talk to them. Just do not... I mean, do not open the door. Now, Cooper, in his case, actually met him out in the front yard, which might have been a good idea. They might have tried to look through the windows and see if somebody was smoking a bong or something like that. But, uh, you know, if you want to meet them, if you even want to talk to them... Go outside and shut and lock and close the door behind you. Well, and I, I don't even recommend that. I recommend what Barry Cooper is, says. There's really no advantage to letting the police in. No, I mean really, that that's what these guys yeah. are here for. They are there at that house in order to find kids doing something wrong, so that they can either, you know, get write you tickets for drinking underage, take somebody to jail, whatever mm -hmm. it is. It doesn't seem like they're not gonna they're not gonna pull out their wallets and hand everybody a hundred dollar bill. They're, they're not no gonna good, tap the keg for you. Yeah. There's no good result from letting the police in, so keep the police out. You have the right to do so. It's your Fourth Amendment right. So uh, 
So and, he, and the reason I say so, by the way, is uh, that kids that aren't uh, causing any problems drinking aren't a problem. Now, driving and drinking, something entirely different. Sure. But as far as I'm concerned, every human being has the right to in, um, consume alcohol, and that does not start at the age and of 21. And they're not out on the roads at that time. Right. They're in somebody's house. Exactly. So Cooper did a fantastic job. As far as meeting the cops, I would recommend that if... If you want to meet the cops, then know what, then do what Cooper did, and that is know when they're coming so you can already be outside. Because if they're at your front door by the time you're ready to meet them outside, I'd say it's too late. Don't give them the opportunity to stick a foot in your door and come in instead of, you know, if they're standing outside the front door and you want to go outside and talk to them, you could open that door and they can do whatever they want to at that point. And they often will. Right, right. So you won't necessarily be able to just slip out and close and lock That's the door really behind you. That's a really good point. At yeah. that point. Just stay inside at that point and keep the doors locked. Do not let them in under any circumstances. There's no reason for it whatsoever. 800-259-9231. You know, you can let some paramedics in maybe if something happens but there's no reason to let the cops in let's continue here uh, with your calls hollis is on the line in michigan you're on free talk live hollis hollis oh sorry that's that's missouri sorry about that what's on your mind uh well i i believe the question came up a couple other nights about how government regulation will be implemented or on the of the internet Oh yes, they're uh, certainly very uh, they're frothing at the mouth for the opportunity to regulate the internet and uh, we'll, we'll hear what your vision is here in a moment. Hang on, your dystopian vision. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, totally free. So enjoy those on us. If you like the show, uh, you can help support Free Talk Live by going and shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you need to buy, Amazon sells it. In fact, Julia was looking into uh, chest freezers recently, and they have a nice little selection there at Amazon from different sellers uh, as well. So that way you get different brands. It's not like Amazon has a deal with just one brand to offer to you. There's uh, multiple multiple brands, multiple options, and delivered to your door. I'm what? interested in uh, what the shipping is on a chest freezer. Uh, it's, I mean, it's not usually that, that bad. I'm just think. surprised. Anyway, uh, you can get it all through Amazon, amazon.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live gets a cut. We continue with your calls. Hollis is on the line in Missouri. Hollis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, I, uh, I was just looking at the way uh, China, how they, uh, like, they uh, Christianity is illegal in China. And uh, what, they, what they do is they pay off Google to... Uh, to turn in anyone who types in the word Jesus in the Google really? search bar. So, like, uh, so I think it would be more like government payoffs to these search engines to, uh, like, if someone types in child porn or something, to turn them in and, huh. I guess, take them down. I don't know. Hmm. 
Yeah, that would make sense. A little financial incentive for people to snitch out. I mean, we've seen that it that it works when it comes to uh, local crimes or so-called crimes. Uh, the the amount of snitching going on, people calling the Crime Stoppers lines, for instance, has gone up uh, because the economy is a little bit tougher, and that's an easy way for people to get some cash if they roll out uh, or rather roll over on their neighbors or their friends or family members who might happen to have their grass growing a little too tall. Or they might have to smoke marijuana or whatever. I think Crime Stoppers is uh, going after uh, code violations. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, you know how the government is about their cash. They like money, and if they can make more off of you know going after somebody than what they're going to pay out to whoever the snitch is, it might work out for them. Anyway, there are a lot of people that can snitch for for nonviolent consensual crimes, Mark, and that much is is for sure. That much is true. Uh, so and there's so there's there's been more of that. And so that financial incentive does work wonders. I think you might be onto something there. And if that's what they're doing in China, they might just try it here. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So the Internet relatively untouched as far as the government's hands, nasty little hands are concerned. But boy, do they want to get involved. Boy, do they want to control content. It's really, it seems like it's just a matter of time. And if the technology companies will be obedient for a few bucks, then it's we're done for. Normally, the technology guys are pretty pretty res, uh, resolved, or resolute, rather, in their opposition to a governmental in- interference in Internet freedom. But what if they start throwing money around? How well, will that just, change things? Just look at, the, uh, look at the way that Congress gave the blanket amnesty to the Telecommunications Act in the uh, in the new reworked FISA law that they came up sure. with last you know last week. You um, help us out, we'll protect you, right? Yeah, yeah just it's amazing to see how these guys just buckle and uh, you know go against uh, unwarranted searches and seizures and I could see definitely what you're saying and, and for those people who think it's just the Republicans who are involved in this game, uh, lest we remind them that uh, none other than our pal Joe Lieberman from Connecticut when he was running for vice president, mm. yeah, he warned the people in Hollywood that if they didn't clean up their acts with what they were offering for movies, right. he would work to have their movies categorized as products and regulated through the Interstate Commerce Clause, which yeah. again is you know is patently unconstitutional. Democrats don't anyway. really consider Joe Lieberman to be a Democrat anymore, though. They feel like he's turned. Yeah, well, that's, that's like Hillary probably... Clinton is a big fam, you know, pro-family so-called politician. She wants to ban video games just like old Joe Lieberman does, and I'm pretty sure they consider her a Democrat. Yeah, absolutely, they do. Let's continue and talk to Dave in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. How are hey. you doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight, sir? Uh, I got a new term, super government. We're mm. off to say in the world. Yeah, no, right. Not really. They <laughs> um, try. What I call is a couple, about a year ago, the this developmental center offered to close its doors and let residents out in the community. Oh, boy. And this year... They changed their mind and wanted to open group homes. Hmm. So, so what does that mean? They had promised to release the consumers. Now they went back on it. So they were going to release, the, you use the term consumers, but these are people that have been imprisoned, right? These are like mentally um, developed, you said development? Developmental right? center, yeah. So are they in prison for prison. something they've done, or just because they're uh, they don't uh, somebody decided that they weren't capable of taking care of themselves? Someone decided they weren't capable of taking care of themselves. And you're saying they should have been let out these uh, yes. these people? Hmm. It saves money living in the community, and it does living in a 
how many of these what people... What community are you talking about? In a... In Society. Like institution, but not prison or anything like that. So there, there are uh, little... There's little homes for these people to go to that they can come and come and go as they please. Because I know that um, in in where I'm from, Sarasota, Florida, there was a place where people that you know they couldn't handle life on their own could live in a group home, mm-hmm. and then they could go to work and that kind of thing. Yes, it's like a group home or actually like a nursing home. I would say that's the place that was going to shut its doors is like the group home, correct? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and so you're now saying they're it, wanting to open. Uh, I hate using these terms, but an ICMR, M- ICFMR, Intermediate Medical Facility for Mental Retardation. So that, what does that mean, Dave? I mean, does that mean it's going to get more and uh, the, the the costs are going to go up instead of go down? Yeah, the okay. state and to everyone. I see where you're coming from on that. All right, it's man. Like well, thank you for the call tonight, Dave. Pre- I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine. 9231. So instead of letting them out, they're going to, I guess, crack down further on these people? Yeah, well, it, it's not know. an easy um, easy dilemma because we've sort of turned over. Uh, also not always easy to understand, Dave. N- no, not, not always. Nice but, guy. Um, it's it's not, an, not an easy dilemma when it comes to uh, people that are, and I don't know what the term is, but uh, developmentally disabled. Um, they, uh, you know, at, at some point or another, they just can't take care of themselves. But there certainly are plenty of them that can. Um, yeah. So the ones that can should be able to, and I don't think that I don't think the government is who the best the decision, right? The best institution for deciding who can and who can't. So right. I don't even know why it should fall into anybody in the government's hands in the first place. The government doesn't do anything good for even its own services. It well, can't manage anything. Wouldn't they have an incentive uh, because it's a government? Whatever it is, it's, yeah. you know, if it's the government that's running the the hospital, or if it's uh, you know some private organization, but they're getting funded from the government. Either way. Uh, what you're dealing with is an organization that is going to be funded based on numbers, yeah. not yeah. Uh, results or not what their customers are wanting. Mm. So they have an incentive to add more numbers. They, yeah. You know, if you come in and say, Doc, I'm feeling kind of messed up, uh, do I need to check in? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, you do. Yeah, you've got a and, problem. And, and the way the bureaucracy works, uh, you know, just because of the uh, – even if they tried to say, okay, well, we'll fund you based on uh, applicants that managed to graduate – well, if they man if they manage to hold out, the bureaucrats manage to hold out three or four years, and like, oh, we just can't do it. We need more funding. We just, we just. and the, sooner or later, yeah. the government will give up and just say, oh, okay, whatever. Toll free number for you is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. We'll hear from a law enforcement officer who is on the line and take your calls as well about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Garth. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click download and uh, enjoy for free right there on the front page of freetalklive.com. What mischief is the iron fist of the state up to lately? Who is 
Poopin' von Schnurrenberger, and why does he call himself an anarcho-poopalist? Anarchyinyourhead.com is a webcomic about the philosophy of freedom in its purest form. Check, check in every Wednesday and Friday for a new strip and find bonus materials throughout the week, all at anarchyinyourhead.com. That's anarchyinyourhead.com. 1-800-259-9231. You know, Mark, I've heard that the Schnurgenbergers will have you executed just for mentioning their name in public. But they are not super only, secret. Not only did you mention their name, you mispronounced it. I mean, you're going to be dead by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Brad in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brad. Hey, guys. Hey, what's hey. on your mind? Well, two things. Um, first, I wanted to throw some kudos at Dave from Ohio. Um, he identifies himself as being uh, developmentally disabled. Yeah, and yeah. what I think is really important is there's so many different groups of people who understand the liberty message and the, um, the general goal of, of reducing the size of government so we can live more free. And I believe that Dave, um, Dave would be a really good guy to, to sort of lead um, a liberty, I don't know, a liberty group or some sort of movement for other people who are developmentally disabled. Um, and I'm sure he's got lots of contacts, and I think it would be a great idea for him to think about it because he seems to be well in tune with a lot of these messages and, you know, that's he an obviously awesome knows, idea. knows you a lot could, of people in the community. You could really spearhead a movement. That's kind of interesting. I like that idea. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. great suggestion. Um, so maybe he could think about that, and if he called in some other time, talk about it. Um, the second thing is I wanted to talk about is uh, when the police come to your door. Yeah, how do you feel about how Cooper handled that situation at the uh, the high school party earlier when he went outside and, and told the cops, sorry, you, you can't come in? Well, I think if he handled it any other way, probably there would have been a lot of arrests and people would be down at the police station and, you know, people would be going to court, possibly getting criminal convictions, parents would have been called. So, I mean, the, the way he handled it is... All, all he did, I mean, he didn't, he didn't do anything rude. All he did was stand up for his constitutional rights. Right, and I think that that's the the, the, the really important part to take away from uh, Cooper's story mm-hmm. is Cooper was respectful at every turn with these police officers. He didn't goad them. He didn't, uh, you know, he, he didn't jump up in their face. He didn't, uh, you know, ah, Fourth Amendment, ah, <laughs> give them the double finger and, and uh, you know, dance around the front of the door. He was respectful. Everything's fine here, officer. Thank you very much. Not going to let you in. Yep. Yeah, I mean, even if you know, even if someone's dealing with a law enforcement officer that's less than polite, I mean, the best thing to do is kill him with kindness. Absolutely. Um, because you always come out looking better. But <clears throat> I want to encourage people to not um, just ignore the police if, if they come knocking on your door. Because, um, let's say, for instance, last night when I was at work, um, I work in law enforcement here in New Hampshire. It was about 2 a.m., and I, uh, um, I had to go to a woman's house because her son was arrested, and he was trying to call her to have him come down and bail her out, and hmm. um, her phone was off. Her cell phone was off, and so I was banging on, banging on her door at 2 a.m., um, and a lot of people, to see the police outside on your door at 2 a.m., <clears throat> a lot of people might not want to get involved, but, I mean, had she not come to the door, her I wouldn't have been able to jail. tell her to uh, go 
help her son out. That's yeah. true. The reason I give that advice, and I believe Barry Cooper also backs that up, the reason you give that advice is because a lot of cops, maybe not you, Brad, but a lot of cops, given the opportunity to even interact, whether it's, you know, if the door is closed, even if they're interacting with someone, they will lie uh, in order to convince them to open the door and then, you know, who knows what sort of havoc mm-hmm. they will wreak mm-hmm. at that point. So you want to make sure that if the person is going to go and talk to the cops, and as you say, there could be a good reason to talk to the cops. If the person's going to talk to the cops, always be aware that that cop could be lying to you in whatever it is that uh, that he is saying. Oh, absolutely. The, the police are allowed to lie um, lie um, when interacting with people to collect evidence. Police are not allowed to lie in court or in reports. Unfortunately, there are bad cops out there that do that. Um, but you know, even with what I'm saying is, I mean, you don't have to. You don't even have to open the door, open yeah. the shades. I mean, if you can just speak to the officer through the door. And say what's going on. I mean, if this if this lady um, she opened the door for me last night, but if she just said through the door, um, what's up? You know, I don't want to open the door. You know, right. I'm wearing my bathrobe or whatever. I would have said, well, your your son is at X police station. Uh, here's the phone number. Um, please call him. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's enough. there's no reason at all to open the door in that situation. Even though you're a very friendly looking guy, Brad, uh, you're a dude standing on someone's front porch at two in the morning, you know, pounding on the front door. You, even though you are in a uh, police uniform, anybody can buy a police uniform. So the woman would be totally justified, I think, in saying, you know, well, talk to me through the door. You can tell me what you need to tell me. I don't I don't need to open it to talk to you. So I think absolutely, that's... absolutely. So I'd really encourage people to. To not, I mean, I, I called the show uh, probably about a month ago, and I told uh, I told the story. I got called to a, lo- a loud party, and uh, I showed up, uh, and I banged on the door. Um, some teenage girl looked out the window and yelled, "Oh f, it's the cops!" Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, things went quiet, and I could hear crickets in the background. <laughs> you know, and there was like tw- it sounded like there was twenty people inside. But you know, there I was rapping on the door. No one would answer it. So you know what I could do? Leave. Nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I left. There you go. You know, uh, Brad, I, I think that, uh, you know, fr- from this call, we've gotten something that, uh, in fact, the cops can come to your door for something good, and I'm glad to hear it, and uh, always be respectful. Thanks, Brad, yeah, for the call. Anything else on your mind? Uh, nope, that's it. Have a Thanks, good night, dude. Appreciate right, hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's go on screen to the amplifier line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey, it's George. George, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, pretty much... Uh, Stop the terrorists from coming through. Becky Akers would be so proud. You stopped a terrorist today. <laughs> TSA George working in uh, one of the D.C. airports. What happened? Yeah, yeah basically, um, I was working the x-ray. I just started my um, shell, <clears throat> and I noticed in one of the suitcases a flashlight that had uh, a letterman inside the flashlight. Like, so, like It looked like someone hit a letterman um, knife in there. That's considered artful concealment, you know, big... Federal oh, crime or something like that. Yeah. I, call, I you know, so I called in a supervisor had a look, you know, and they're like they call the cops on, on that. Oh jeez. Huh? I was just thinking, did you have a chance to talk to the guy? Because I'm betting he's just somebody who really wanted to keep his Leatherman. Those things are pretty expensive, <laughs> aren't yeah. they? Well, actually, this um, this is where it gets kind of interesting. It, uh, um, uh, they interviewed the passenger. It turned out to be some 19 year old girl, and uh, she. Had, it's like the cop asking, uh, "Do you know what's in here?" And she started getting this attitude, like batteries. You know, what, what the hell kind of moron are you? Mm. And then the cop opens, unscrews it, and pulls out the Letterman that was inside the flashlight with, mm. with the batteries in there. And he's like, you could just see this 
chick pales and is like, my boyfriend gave her that, and she calls her boyfriend, and then you can hear, you can hear almost through the cell phone that the boy, that the boyfriend found out she was cheating on him, and oh, he put that oh, flashlight in there. Oh, wow. That's nasty. What will they do about that, George? Because we know that sometimes the TSA sends these bills to people that uh, get caught doing something they are, uh, supposedly aren't supposed to. Are they going to send a bill to her or the boyfriend? I, I, I don't know about that, but the cops decided not to charge her. I mean, at first, at first wow, she lucked out. Real good uh, scream, um, cheering out for her attitude, you know, before you know, before they, you know, pulled out the Letterman, you know, because they thought she was being a smart ass, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but once she realized what that was, she just, you know, completed and melted down worse than Chernobyl. So, George, and, how um, do you fi- how do you feel about your new uniforms? Uh, Sam from Texas reported that. Damn it, damn it. Yeah, that's that's at Reagan National. I'm at Dallas. Oh, so you haven't gotten them yet? No. See, I think what our FSB, that's the guy who runs the airport, is yeah. is doing is waiting until 9/11, you know, to switch to the new uniform because that's exactly what it did four years ago. You know, uh-huh. switch from our first uniform to our current one. So you guys are going to get some more fascist uniforms. Then uh, you're going to have real badges instead of the iron-on patches. I already got all that stuff in my mm. um, basement right there. Oh so man! I've had this thing since last George, year. George, will you will you quit your job when they actually go to black uniforms and helmets? Jack boots? Yeah, at that, that point, point, yes, I'll be out of there. <laughs> Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. It really doesn't seem that far off at this point. More coming up. You can take control. <laughs> Bring up what you want. Would that be an indicator to people that they were living in a police state? Nope. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where everything is totally free. And uh, that everything includes the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the uh, time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show, just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And travel less and meet online. Try WebEx for free. Go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's webex, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. And you can even get yourself a free webcam while you're at it. That's 800-259-9231 is our number. You can bring up whatever you want. We continue with your calls. It's John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, John? Hey, Ian. I was on uh, uh, Freekeen.com the other day, and I got a chance to listen to a call that you made to a local station over yes, there in And uh, I wanted to run by you. I, I, I thought it was kind of amazing. I think the guy's name is Fred that's uh, head of the show. Fred is, uh, yes, one of the, he's a former politician uh, here in Keene. He would not like to be called a politician, though. Uh, I, would, I, I wanted to make a guess that he's probably uh, retirement age or, he is. or older. Yes, he's a, former, uh, he's a former detective on the police squad. He's damn spry looking, And the reason looking, that though. I guess that age is because I know some authoritarian socialist types that are very government-oriented and think the government has the answers. Um that used language that he used, and in a very short time, he was able to hit so many of these things that I said, I have to, I have to tell Ian about this. All right. He not only used the language, the, if you don't like it here, why don't you leave? He had a different version of, you didn't have to come here to New Hampshire. Yes. S- same message. 
trying to isolate you and make you feel. You know, if if I would have had the opportunity to address that uh, with Fred, I would have said, you know what, I'll leave as soon as you can get all the New Hampshireites out of Florida. <laughs> because they okay. come down there, they drive bad, and they get involved in our government. So why not? <laughs> okay, let me let me touch on a couple other things that. It, just the authoritarian socialist speak that he used. Okay. Um, when you asked him about the dollar signs on the on the uh, tax bill, he he used the word saying that it sounded like a conspiracy talk that you were using. Oh, it definitely um, was conspiracy he said it was talk. Legal terms which he didn't understand, which is interesting. He doesn't understand it, and yet he advocates it. Yeah, very, this is very true. strange, isn't it, to advocate something that one doesn't understand? Well, I guess um, most people understand that uh, if they don't obey, they're going to get hurt. I think most people understand that about the government. Uh, yeah, but, but I think he was. I think he was going a little bit along the idea of which, which brings me to the third and final point. He's making. He's trying to make it sound like he's not quite smart enough to understand this stuff that the government does, and yeah. yet they want to teach everyone that it's okay not to understand. This stuff is too confusing for right. the average person. That the government... Right. You need a lawyer. Have to that the sit pe- down and, and don't question this stuff. Right. The people in the government are experts. Leave them to their jobs and everything That's will be great. That's their job. Exactly, Mark. Right. It's so right. And I think if, excellent observations, John. Go ahead. If that kept on going, and, and that was just a matter of minutes, and if it kept on going or, or with repeated calls, he's going to get into using other words, which are probably kind of predictable, and some of it might depend on... How how nice a guy he is, or how mean it is. He he's going to say that you're an, you're extreme, maybe, but he'll do it in a nice way. Or he might say, "Geez, you're you know you're personally isolationist. You maybe you maybe you're just like not comfortable in society." <laughs> and but he's gonna he's gonna use these things where it's trying to make you look like the oddball instead of. You know, it's okay not to understand stuff and yet advocate it. Let but me it was, give Fred uh, let me give Fred Parcell some credit. These things all in a very short time. He's very he's very smooth and very very uh, persuasive. Personable, personable. Personable. Well, he was good. absolutely. He was definitely good. Let me give him like some a, credit though, John. A kind old guy like the. Like we've the... we've actually he's actually had me in on his show. Uh, if you if you go back to freekeen.com and scroll down some more, look at the audio items. Uh, you'll find a full two hours. Uh, with me and Fred sitting in the studio together, so that will be fun. I, yeah. I wish I had more time because I did spot that, but I just didn't have time to do it. And I will go back to so credit to credit it looks like to a him. nice website. I mean, the guy deserves credit. He is uh, open-minded enough to have me sit in there in the same studio with him, where you know he doesn't have control over the phones. He can't just end the conversation. And he's got to realize to we're not leaving. So yeah, so it's, it's yeah, the he, smartest he thing. He just reminded do. me of a couple people that I know, and and they're well-intentioned. They're very. I don't know. They're just. It was the age that I guessed. He was of that age where it's not yeah. going to change. I don't think. But yeah. then again, who knows? Yeah, you never know yeah. about it. Be I mean, open I'd... and honest with them, and maybe and don't he'll be take mean and all that. Sure, maybe he'll take the love of government to his grave, or maybe he'll come on board at some point. Who knows? And it'll you know it won't hurt for us to continue talking about it and talking to him and others like him because a lot of others like him were inevitably listening to that very uh, phone call in that particular show. And so the more we talk about these things, the more people get the chance to analyze the ideas on their own time and come to their own conclusions, and that can only be a good thing. John, great call tonight. Thanks for hearing. Uh, okay, thank you for dialing in. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I love your point, Mark, that we're not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you might like us to turn around and go back to Florida, but we're but here to stay. You can view something that goes on in this community as a defeat for uh, you know freedom lovers. You can view it that way. We don't.
Any time that we get into the, uh, the the newspaper, we get our ideas heard. You mean like somebody getting arrested or something like that yeah, on I, its I, face? Looks like Julia a running for office. Yeah. I don't view that as a defeat. Even though she lost, you e- mean? Yeah, she lost, but I don't view oh, it as it a defeat. huge success. She got media coverage like crazy. Absolutely. So there you go. Um, they, they, you know, somebody, one of the callers on uh, that that same show said, "Hey, I thought we did, we took care of this free state stuff." But, you know, their candidate <laughs> and, lost. And I got to tell yeah, you, no. you know, uh, mm-hmm. as a guy who lived here, the, the word among the more anti-government people, more pro-individual liberty people who've been around here in the state for a long time, is that the people who used to show up years and years ago, uh, the sort of evangelical Christians and people like that. Uh, show not, up where? Uh, show up for, say, trying to stop a bill or, or okay. speaking out, handing out flyers or anything like that, uh, writing letters to the editor, that sort of, sort of thing. Um, they can't be counted on anymore in the state. Really? And the people who can be counted on are the free staters. You can really count on them. They have oh, replaced yeah. the other movers in the state. There is always something new to talk about with the, the free staters and what they're up to right now. And, of course, one of the big things at the moment is the Manchester uh, detainment that occurred a few weeks back to some of our listeners uh, when they were I, I don't know if you've covered this on your show yes, guard yes great with uh, Ryan and yeah. the gun yeah Ryan and a else. handful of other free staters uh, were out in public yeah. open carrying which is totally legal and lawful here in New Hampshire and the cops detained them for 45 minutes, harassing them, checking identification, taking their guns away from them, checking the guns. Took and, the ammunition out. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, uh, and, when we had Ryan on my show, that was the first time uh, we ever had to switch on our uh, on our bleeper and take us off our delay because somebody called in and called me an a-hole. For having him on the show? Yeah, uh, well, I was actually just expressing some questions, sort of not not even really stating my side, just saying, you know, you know, is this right that this should happen? You know, these statutes were yeah. broken, these rights were broken, uh, there was no probable cause. If they if they had had an opportunity, perhaps the cops could have expressed their probable cause, and it would have been a little, little more understandable. Ryan is looking for an apology from the police department, as well as the mayor, and he also wants, uh, let's see, what did he... A guarantee that it won't happen again? Oh, he, he wants, wants them to, to retrain have educated. the cops. Yeah, yes, retraining. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to get anything. Do you? I mean, I'm, maybe I'm pessimistic here. What do you think? Well, I, you know, uh, it's funny because uh, the mayor of Manchester is a friend of mine, and uh, I got to know him really? early on when he was an alderman, and I was on a Manchester station, and uh, I I gotta say, I would hope that he would do the right thing, but he's seems not like an aligned bag to me. He's not aligned to the freedom philosophy the way we are, and and uh, I think he's looking at a few different uh, thoughts in his in his book of considerations. Well, we'll so. keep you informed as we learn more about what's going on there. But the free staters are all over that one, oh, yeah, which is awesome. just fantastic. Yeah. And of course, the more people that we have here in New Hampshire, the more we can be all over these situations as they so continue. Get to pop here! Up. Get here! And the more people that we have, the more proactive we can become. Instead of just responding uh, to situations, we can go out there and actually do things to advance liberty uh, in our lifetime. So it's an amazing movement full of uh, quality people. 800-259-9231 is the number. We continue with, I believe, Ben on the line in Pennsylvania. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. Ben. Am I on? Hey, yes, sir. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm working with my dad now, uh... He does. He has his own uh, heating, plumbing, and air conditioning business. And okay. Every day when we're driving around, we I have to listen to this uh, neoconservative talk radio. Oh no! Who is yeah. the host? Um, in the morning, we listen to Quinn and Rose. Okay. And then later on, Rush Limbaugh. And then if we work late enough, I think it's um, Glenn Beck. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, Glenn it's Beck interesting. Is the, 
Well, I was Beck just going to say, yeah, I was going to say, Glenn Beck has been has been coming a little bit more. He used to just ex, just exclusively hit on Ron Paul supporters. He was very upset with them, but uh, he's opened up a lot since he had Ron Paul on, and he's still an anti-immigration guy, still war on terror guy. Yeah, I heard a but, quote from him recently. It was pretty chilling. Uh, let's come back with more with Ben. Hang on, dude. We're going to bring you back. Yeah. You can talk about these neocons. The uh, the morning show he mentioned is a relatively small. Uh, syndicated Clear Channel show, and the, they have a website that's like, it's got the word war in it. That should tell you enough. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live Hour 2 is on the way. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. As we launch into hour number two of the program, again, number 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your phone calls. Ben is on the line in Pennsylvania. Ben, you, uh, ben, you were saying you're working with your dad, apparently, right? Yeah, I'm and, Every day we, yeah, and, we listen to uh, the neoconservative talk radio. So he really and, likes that stuff, huh? Um. Yeah. Well, I listen. I listen to the same things, um, but I, you know, listen with a different mindset. I just have to listen to talk radio because I can't stand music radio. Yeah. Well, the two things I wanted to say is first, I wanted to give you guys an update. We're no longer in a war on terrorism. Oh, they're calling it something else now. <laughs> no, according to uh, Quinn and Rose, we're now in a war on Islam. Oh, oh war okay. on Islam, not even radical Islam. No, just just Islam, plain oh, Islam. Great. It's a war. Who said that? Uh, I think uh, Quinn and Rose. I don't know what his last name is. I'm not familiar with him. But yeah, there uh, are a couple guys that do a show out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And yeah. it's syndicated on, uh, I don't know, 20 stations. Okay. All right. So it's just a war on Islam. Well, that's nice. Isn't that special? That's really, that's attractive. And, uh, of course, since we're all in favor of undeclared wars and we've totally muddled down the meaning of the word war, uh, why not just throw all of Islam in there with uh, all the radicals? That's that's terrific. And, and uh, we can why go not after a war Iran on brown people? Yeah, well, how about a war on brown people? I won't, <laughs> won't that cover all the bases? Then you'll get the Islamics and you'll get all those other pesky brown people yeah. as well that just want to come here and work hard. Yeah. Yeah, no. And the second thing, they keep saying how John McCain's a war hero. And I mean, while I certainly feel sorry that he got captured and for all those years, I decided to do some research and I found that there are five absolutely necessary, only five wars in American history that were completely necessary to fight and they couldn't, couldn't have been avoided anyway. Okay, rattle them off for me. I'd like to hear this list of yours. Okay. Oh, obviously there's a war for independence. 
uh, get away from British tyranny. Okay. Then there was the Quasi-War. It was against France because they were impressing American sailors and forcing them to join their navy. And that's called the Quasi-War? I'm not familiar with it. It's not really. Uh, it was right after our independence. There okay. was some kind of revolution in, in France, and the government of France, they were under a new government, and they didn't recognize American sovereignty. So they started attacking American vessels and uh, basically putting their uh, crews in, into slavery in the French Navy. Mm. Gotcha. Hmm. After that, there were there were the two Barbary Wars. They were to protect American ships from uh, Muslim pirates in the Barbary states in northern Africa. Right. And then there was the War for 1812, pretty much to protect American sailors from being impressed and put in, put into service in the British Navy by British ships. Now, but, uh, I mean, before you I go on, um, the the War of 1812 I've thought about in the past, and and I I, I hear sort of uh, conspicuously absent the uh, the Mexican American War, which uh, it seems to me they they did come on um, what what we considered our land at the time, um, so that might uh, you know be be one that you would think about adding to your list. But if a merchant ship, an American merchant ship, um, is attacked by the you know another nation or some ship uh, representing another nation or even just another ship. What is what business of it is uh, the American government's? I mean, really, to get involved in that? Shouldn't that ship be doing whatever it takes to uh, protect itself? Shouldn't the the ship be armed? Shouldn't uh, the you know the merchants that have their stuff on that ship? Shouldn't they be the ones that are forking out the money rather than American citizens? Uh, you know, forking out to protect somebody's interests um, overseas? Just those people. Well, I'm a believer in the whole um, market anarchist private defense theories instead of having a government. But uh, I think if we are to have a government, uh, going to war to protect American companies in another country is one thing, but protecting American ships on the high seas, which is kind of international waters, that seems like something that would be legitimate for the government to engage in. I'm not willing to call it illegitimate, but I just I, I, I sort of feel like, you know, if I've got, I've got a company what if I don't shipping that company. What if what if I don't like that company and I don't want to buy their products? Uh, then at that point, you're then forcing me to pay for their protection. Shouldn't they pay for their own damn protection and have to raise their prices by whatever amount is necessary? Um, I don't know. It just seems like uh, it's it's going to war to open up uh, Amer going going to war to open up other countries' markets so the corporations can sell American products. That seems wrong, but just protecting them in international waters. I think any country would want to protect. Ships with their citizens sailing on it, but 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 I may not like I don't that see company. How that's what if they're what if they're testing things on animals and I don't like that and I decide that uh, I don't want to um, support their protection? That if they want to protect themselves, it should be their responsibility. That's not very fair, is it, Ben? Um, I kind of got me on that yeah, one. You reach, yeah, you reach an, an, you reach an infinite regress there. I mean, for example, what about local police? Uh, are local police only supposed to be around when somebody goes to pick up the money from the bank? Or should that be done privately? Um, can I have more police protection in my neighborhood than in somebody else's neighborhood if I pay more? Uh, all these things, they're all part of, part, of the, part of the mess, whether it's inside the country or outside the country. All police forces run into this problem, the ethical quandary of somebody's money is being taken, and they might not want it used in that way or to that extent. Thanks, Ben, for the call tonight. Appreciate hey, hearing from you. And check you. out the Mexican-American War for me and report back on what, you, what yeah, your findings are. Yeah, I'll look into that. Thanks, Thanks ben. sir. 800-259-9231. Look, there's no reason whatsoever 
that everybody needs to pay into this big collectivist monopolist protection agency known as the military. They don't do a very good job at protecting anybody. They usually stir up hornet's nests around the world by going in and invading other countries and killing people, which makes people mad at the Americans, and they come back and strike, as in 9-11. And so, I mean, there's really no reason to have them around. If you want to protect yourself... Hire some protection for yourself. There are plenty of people that are out there doing it. And I love your example, Gardner, of the cops, the local cops, coming to the you know the businesses to help them take their money to the bank. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine how bumbling and uh, full of holes that would be if the cops actually uh, offered that particular service? Thank right. goodness we have uh, co- companies, uh, armored truck companies, that know what the hell they're doing when it comes to taking money from point A to point B, as opposed to you know some monopolist agency that doesn't have to compete with anybody. Who knows how awful that service would be if it was even offered by the government. I was walking yeah. by an armored truck the other day. Um, it's probably been less than a week now uh, at the local bank. <clears throat> and I was always turning around, you know, I was sort of thinking about uh, private protection, and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing that and that kind of thing. I was thinking, you know, if this was full of cops, there'd be one standing outside this door that would tell me to move away from the vehicle, citizen. Mm. I mean, can't you just imagine that happening? Sure. You've stepped too close to the vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Violation. <laughs> you know? I mean, whereas somehow or another the guy in there, he's confident in All what's right. going on. Yeah. Well, his door's yeah. his door's locked. You ain't getting in. No, I I didn't try. Yeah. I didn't even look at his door. Right. I didn't want to you know give him any uh, any, <laughs> any, any scare or anything like that. And you know it's interesting. Typically, uh, if you've got, for example, protection on the high seas, protection on the high seas was used as an excuse to draw us into World War II, and it drew us into World War One. Mm, you know, I mean, both of those things. If you think that private protection services would somehow uh, cause ganglandism if they were uh, if they were in a, an environment where the police couldn't be turn to well just look at what what happens when government gets involved with the protection services they're used for political reasons the police services are used on the high seas and they were definitely used for for example uh, on memorial day i did a show about how roosevelt basically sent word out to us cruisers to chase after uk uh, uh um, german u-boats and try to draw them into firing shots on mm. us because he wanted to get on on U.S. Uh, on U.S. ships because he, sure he wanted did. to get to get into the war to help out Churchill. And yeah. that's the difference. That's another big difference between the uh, the options of private protection services versus government so-called protection. In that the government's always out there looking to agitate and start something, whereas private protection services are looking to conserve their money. Yep. So they they've no reason to increase their overhead costs by going and invading yep. or causing or stirring trouble up. Even today, right now, there was a story on antiwar.com. We uh, spoke with someone from antiwar.com uh, on my program today, and uh, there, there's a, a piece, I think it's Atlantic, Atlantic Monthly, is talking about how the U.S. is hiring certain radical Islamic forces to go into Iran and stir up trouble. Great. And I mean, so we're right back where we were hiring Saddam Hussein. You know, um, Gardner, I, uh, although I believe everything you're saying as far as World War II, um, I, I try to steer clear of the Pacific theater of World War II as... Mm. You know, uh, it it, it kind of gets it kind of ranges into the area of conspiracy theory to oh yeah well, to this, talk this about happened, what Roosevelt this happened did. to be the Atlantic in this case uh, with the German U-boats even um, so but, I mean it, uh, it, yeah well you know I I I used to be on that position but I think the further you look into it it's pretty clear to me I Roosevelt agree but most people exactly, have not looked yeah. into it further but we well, certainly can now say they've got a reason to look into it every year um, every every war um, for the last sixty years has been stupid. Right on. 1-800-259-9231. Well, and also World War II probably would not have occurred had the Americans not gotten in to World War I. As the Constitution specified, more <laughs> coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the uh, the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 350,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious stuff to fun times. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. And are you thinking about starting a business? Well, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents like patents, wills, and trademarks. Use the code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's the code FTL to save 10 bucks at LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. To the phones and the fun, it's Roger calling from Indiana, listening on WIMS. Hello, Roger. Hey, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good, sir. Good evening. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I was uh, listening to you. You're talking about the Mexican uh, War. Mexican-American War. The, yeah, when the um, Americans started going into the Mexican state or territory of Texas in the, let, let's say, the late 1820s, they were entering what was what everyone acknowledged was Mexican territory. Okay. The problem they had was that they were interested in uh, extending the southern plantation system, including slavery. But slavery was outlawed in Mexico. Hmm. And that was the uh, impetus for them to uh, try to break away from Mexico, which they did. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years later, um, get the U.S. to... uh, uh, you know, fight the war and and become part of the United States. So, then. over what period of time were the Americans infiltrating Mexico, and what were they buying up property or uh, staking out property and uh, starting to do? Yeah, exactly. And, and they weren't doing it like infiltrating, like sneaking in or anything. They were going in. It was an acknowledged immigration mm-hmm. uh, into there, but they were running into problems because of the the slavery issue. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Um, it, and, it, it's and, you not know, that, easy. Was, that was acknowledged as Mexican territory by everybody. So they were just trying to take and it back. The, but a piece, well, a piece of uh, Texas, or a piece of Mexico, called, we'll call it Texas, decided we're going to break away and do what we want to do. Now, what we wanted to do How is... How does a plot of land decide to do something, Mark? Oh, God. The, the people <laughs> in, a plot of land, in, in the plot of land called Mexico, and a majority of them, oh, right, okay. decided they wanted to break away. Well, the majority of them who voted, I guess, right? Uh, well, it, well it, would the, it have been the, so much better it, if they stayed it, with Mexico? The, the problem was that the Mexican government started to crack down on the slavery, and hmm. that is what prompted the rebellion. Against the Mexican government. I'll tell you, the slavery issue um, really screws with libertarian uh, thought. Because, you know, you, you look at states' rights, and then there's always that, that ominous... States can't have rights, only ...specter of um, you know, slavery, uh, you know, hovering in the background. I think that uh, the people in Texas, you know, if, if you can get a majority of them to say, we should leave Mexico, should be able to do that. And um, then if they want to fight a war in order to, to stay independent... Uh, from Mexico, and they should be able to do that. Is that what you're saying? That 
they need to be free so they can own slaves. Uh, what am I saying? I'm saying that uh, whatever their issues are, at the time, um, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the slavery issue is ugly. I absolutely don't believe that any, one person can own another person. I think that and, and at that time, that was an American issue because almost every other country had outlawed it by at, that at time. At that point, right. just, just about and every other country had. They did had. it peacefully. They had buyouts. They didn't do it through war and bloodshed. It was all done pretty much peacefully, if you can call the uh, legislative process peaceful, but uh, relatively and, speaking. You know, the, the, the slaveholders really hearken very closely to the uh, the the, the keep, uh, keep the immigrants out sort of people now because um, when you think about the slavery issue they said well look if you get rid of slavery there won't be any more cotton cotton will go away as an industry we'll all starve to death and we'll be working for pennies and that's exactly the same argument yeah. that people make today for keeping uh, Mexican immigrants out of the country mm-hmm. so just think which boat you're in Roger any other comments no, no, I just think it's an interesting discussion, and, yeah. and your main point about the, the government being used as a, a tool of, uh, well, let's just say corporate America, in, in either in modern days or in earlier times, um, yeah, it's a valid point. Mm, Thank you, Roger, yeah. for your call tonight. Her, uh, appreciate hearing from it's you. It's always the case. It's I always the case when it. you have something, um, you know, the uh, you you have this big organization that has all this power mm-hmm. that the people um, the, the, the people with the most money are going to be able to control it. The corporations sure. that you know at the time they didn't have things called lobbyists, but they they knew people who knew people, man. And it's Isn't always it going to be the people with money that control yeah, the government. Back, and never going to be you. Alexander Hamilton's push to have you know a strong central government, strong central U.S. bank. All and, that stuff. and the doing away with the uh, the Articles of Confederation. Absolutely, the, he, they, people at the, the time people looked with at money that as a destroyed big... our Constitution you... before there was a Constitution. The Articles of Confederation they destroyed it yeah. in the interest of having a larger government. Well, it's it's funny you should bring it up because the what they thought they were originally going to do was revise the Articles of Confederation, not write up a whole new Constitution. And it ended up that Hamilton's people and the centralizers pulled a bit of a coup, and they ended up going with a whole new constitution. They didn't need a whole new constitution, but that's what they did, and uh, we can see the results, unfortunately. Well, isn't it amazing how many people out there believe that as bad as government is, as obviously bad as it is, I mean, oh, look, controlled by the corporations, these big money people controlling the state, and this is terrible, but they believe that there's some sort of there's some sort of way within the system, within the process, to to wrest that control back from those who have the, the money. If only we had the right people in there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that if they just try hard enough, they can overcome all of the limitations inherent in the system and those that have been placed upon them by those in the system to per, uh, to you know to keep the system as is the status quo. Uh, that they can somehow rise above all of that, put the right people in the positions of power, and then everything will be fine. The corporations will tame them down, and we'll have freedom, and everything will be great, and the environment will be better, and they just believe. And it's not just the leftists, and it's not just, it's also the people that are on the right. Mm -hmm. They all believe in the concept of good government. And what has always been wrong in their mind isn't that the government exists, and that it's tyrannizing people, it's just that, well, it's just the wrong folks. That's exactly 
exactly need a right. new set of folks. You know, Ian, you, you look on the right side, you have the whole gay marriage thing, homosexual marriage. If only we could have the right laws in place, we could preserve marriage. Look, you're vesting marriage, the definition of it, the definition of a word marriage, with the state. So guess what? You yep. might be able to hold on to it for a few years, but guess what's going to happen? The other people are going to come along, they're going to believe differently. You've got to recognize that it's the mechanism that you've got to watch out for. Then you got the left-wingers. They're all upset about Ronald Reagan and his, his anti-communism crusade. If we could just replace Reagan and put in our people, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to oppress business people, and we're going to shift money around to help poor people. Well, okay, so it's okay to take the money from people as long as it's not fighting communism. It's, what, fighting poverty, what you think? That, yeah. that, that's going to get anything done? Of course not. It's ridiculous. It's, such it's unethical. An, it's such an amazing delusion that people have, and it's been inculcated in them over decades upon decades of, of pop culture and government schools that have taught them these things, that, that government is a good thing, and that if, if you can just get your people in charge of it, everything will be great. Yeah. It's kind of like nonsense. communism. It's a great idea if you could make it work, but the government's never going to work. Um, you know, somebody said, uh, I read a title of a book that said, uh, you know, inefficient government or something like that, as though you couldn't our government it. could ha- somehow be um, oh. more efficient, or any government could some- come ha- somehow be efficient. They don't have the but same... Just elect the author. He'll fix everything. Yeah, I'm sure. More coming up. You take control... Bring up whatever's on your mind. Steve in Illinois is on the way, and your calls as well. Ladies first at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us, and those features include updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you've got a business or you know somebody who does, well, there's a company that uh, handles collections. They are the biggest sponsor of the show, and they do uh, they do collections. They do early out billing, and they uh, purchase charged off receivables. So pretty much they'll handle your accounts receivable in all forms. It's SACL CAI. They're great folks. They do collections in an entirely different way. They don't uh, harass your customers or say mean things to them. They just uh, help you get your money, and you're more likely to keep those clients afterwards. You can check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. We continue here, and uh, we're going to go back to your phone calls in just a moment. We were talking a moment ago about the people out there that believe they can make the system work, that believe that inherently the system is good and that the only thing that's wrong with it is that it's just not their people that are uh, that are involved there. And there's a lot of evidence that you can point to that that's just not the case but they still continue to persist many of them persist in that in that particular belief system and one of the reasons for that beyond the indoctrination beyond the uh, the pop culture and the government education or indoctrination systems is the government itself and the way it works it, and it gives people this false hope 
As an example, the uh, the recent Heller decision yeah. uh, in the Supreme the Supreme Court, this gun case, right, where the Supreme Court voted five to four to supposedly preserve the individual right to bear and arms. And all the conservatives but, were like, oh, this is great. This right. is great. The yeah. thinnest of margins. Right. The thinnest of margins. And there was, uh, you know, all stuff all through there about how well, government totally has the, we totally have the right to regulate these things. So we can control them. It's just. The, it's like they never read the Constitution. That's, that's yeah. what really got me about it. But that what it, really but what that me. does, a decision like that does is there might have been a bunch of uh, conservative kind of guys that might have been right on the edge of saying, oh, I've had it with this government. It's out of control. It's It's gone mad. And if this decision had gone against them, if it had been... Five, five, four in the other direction against individual rights to own firearms. That may have pushed those guys over the edge, over that brink, into maybe the world of a more pro-liberty approach. But instead, right. it seems like they make just the Supreme Court makes just enough good right decisions, decisions that Americans don't take to the streets with AK-47s and uh, pitchforks and torches y- and all that. You other know, stuff. you know, uh, I, 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 that's an excellent point. I want to go back to, but I just want to mention that what really gets me about this is they shield. They, they they make everybody smile. I was writing about it. I said, you know, it's kind of like a magician giving you back your dollar after he's done a trick and you're smiling. You're like, wasn't that nice? And then you walk away, you realize he lifted your wallet. Because what <laughs> they've done here is they've yep. made everybody happy that, oh, there's a victory for individual right to keep and bear arms. Like, look, you don't need 67 pages of Antonin Scalia going into the history of what in an individual means what right means what keep means what bear means what arms means all these different things you don't have to cite joseph's story you don't have to go back to black anybody anybody about this all you have to do is understand what the word right means and that it is individual and that the right to keep and bear arms was understood by the founders very clearly to pertain to individuals not groups and what gets me is even as they rule in this way, what they're doing is they say later in the in the in the ruling, Scalia says, and based on the Miller case, of course you can have reasonable restrictions to a right. Yep. Well, guess what? Anything a, is reasonable yeah, to it, them. Yeah. The Miller case isn't the Constitution, no. Antonin. Yes, exactly. The Constitution right. says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be. And here's the key word. It's coming up, folks. Wait for it. Infringed. infringed. Yes. Mm. And now, I, that, whatever the Miller case did, it sounds to me like it infringed it. If you can regulate it, because infringement to me means you can't regulate. And this is what gets me. It, 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 what bothers me is in ruling in this way. Mm. They are going to convince people that rights more and more. They're doing. They've done this before. They're going to convince people that rights can be adjusted based on what is reasonable according to the majority, which is completely contrary to the very concept of rights. Sure, Inalienable. you can have yeah. a gun as long as it's locked in a time safe, um, you know, in, in the bottom of your basement, right. and you can't access it right. at any time. But right. and, and it has to be a special type of gun because we can limit what types of guns. Right. We can limit when you can have them. We can limit where you can have them. Everything they can and, limit a, and everything. You know who is, you know was really on top of this was Glenn Jacobs called called up when I was uh, just breaking the news and Glenn was awesome I mean, he must he had just gotten back from like a trip to Australia or something like that game yeah. you know and uh, so he calls up and he goes yeah this is like 1984 they're taking the meaning of words in this case right and they're changing it so nobody is going to think well a right is sacrosanct of course you can't touch it they're not going to think that anymore they're going to think well rights can be attenuated of course it's just awful what's going on, and so um, I mean, even though ten, you know, nine out of ten Supreme Court cases are anti-liberty, there's that one that gives those people enough reason to say, yes, the system works. It's still possible. Let's just fight harder to save oh, it. Let's geez. spend more of our money working within the system to fight the system. And oh, you know, sorry. It's, just look at the and, and look at the other numbers, though. Look at the other numbers. Yeah, the number that you want to look at 
besides these go okay, oh, five to four in the Supreme Court. Okay, that's bad and everything. It could have been nine to zero, and that would have been better. But the other number that's most important is the budget. The size of the government itself, that doesn't go down no matter what the damn Supreme Court says. Right. Yeah. You know, no matter what, they can still steal as much of your money as they want to steal. And there's really nothing you can do about it because you're a bad person if you don't pay your taxes. Um, had somebody, I went to a, uh, um, what, I don't even know what it was called. It was called a bot shim something or other um, in New York City. Oh, oh, for, oh the, uh, the Jewish thing. Yeah, there was a Jewish thing for my uh, friend's daughter um, yesterday. The opposite of a bar mitzvah or something? Yes. Or a bot mitzvah. Mitzvah. If you consider women to be the opposite of men. Um, yes. The, uh, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, I went there, and, and somebody asked me what I did, and they kept on asking questions. Normally, I just Uh-oh. leave it a talk radio host, right? But <laughs> yeah. he just kept on that's asking sign, questions. That's a sign when you should start asking them some questions questions Mark. <laughs> well i just kept on answering them yep. okay <laughs> and a new uh, yorker a jewish new yeah. yorker asking questions of a free marketeer this should be interesting well you know it's i think that there were people that uh, span the gamut there yeah. as far as it goes but uh you know this this guy basically said it's it's an initiation of force for you um, for, for, the, for them to ask you to pay your taxes. And, and I said, <laughs> I said oh, well, first off, I got two things. First off, they're not my taxes; they're they're their taxes. Secondly, when was the last time they asked you? Because it seems to me there's a you know a line at the bottom of your income tax that says if you have uh, fraudulently uh, filled this thing out that you get five years in prison. That's not a request, baby. Mm, what <laughs> they know? say to that? Well, he raised his eye- eyebrows and went, "Hmm, he got that." All right. Good. I had Good some success you. there. I had some uh, failures, uh, you know, also with a couple of other people because they were sort of around. And another guy peppered me with uh, something, you know, like, uh, you know, it, it'd be chaos and, a, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, but, boy. Um, well, good for you, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it is interesting, though. They, they do, they dangle, they, they have the carrot and the stick approach. They've got the stick, the chaos angle that they, they'll take. Or like you're saying, they've got the carrot there. It's like, oh, hey, hey, it's just within reach. You know, you, you do have a chance to change things. Just look, this yeah. five to four ruling, it could have been really bad. Imagine if Al Gore were president and George Bush hadn't put these people in. And oh, So you can't have Barack Obama. You've got to have John McCain because he'll be the guy who will put these guys <laughs> on there and you'll be able to keep your your second amendment yeah, right. Yeah, sure you will. Thanks. So, can we have your check now? Right. You know, and this is kind of how I feel um because I really do, you know, I'm looking at this presidential election and I've got a vote if I choose to use it and it's going to really probably be best used uh, amongst one of three people, um maybe Bob Barr, uh, John McCain or Barack Obama. If if votes count for anything, right? Yeah. So I could use it for one of those three people. Uh Bob Barr is not what I would consider a good libertarian, so do I want to give him my nod even though he's the best libertarian mm. of the three of those people? It's still pretty bad um you know john mccain like more likely to win than uh, bob Barr, although not terribly likely to win and he would be better on they're the already gun calling Barr a spoiler okay they're yeah. already calling yeah, yeah, especially well, you know, in georgia getting, they, they want to get him out of there um but uh you know mccain would probably be better on the uh the, the talk radio issue which is uh, the fairness doctrine which the democrats really do want to run through and get I don't in really place. understand what all the I mean as far as from you our perspective read the issue, that's why as far as our perspective um how is that going to affect a show like ours so you don't know what the um the the criteria are going to be what if talk radio just says you know it's too hard to get around all these regulations we're going out of business yeah they don't want to have to put we don't on want to do politics who stands anymore. In, in the opposite direction of you guys whatever direction we don't want to discuss issues is, so. it's too difficult That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's nothing in the world that could convince me to vote for one of those two guys. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you want to help the show, then learn how to promote Free Talk Live. There's simple, fast, easy ways to do it. You can go and... Get a list of them all over at promote.freetalklive.com. And one of those ways is voting. Mark, you want me to push this tonight, huh? Because yeah, we're not doing so great we, this we, month, You know, th- it hasn't been a great month for uh, the, the uh, Podcast Alley uh, rankings. And it's valuable to us, this, um, these rankings. They, yeah, uh, that's true. You know, I use them with uh, advertisers on a regular basis. If we're number one at Podcast Alley, I can say we're the number one podcast in the world. That means something to people who don't know anything about podcasts, and p- people, of course, who do know things about podcasts. It means th- something to them that there's uh, a third-party ranking system out yeah. there. It means more than being number six. And, and currently, we are number six, and we are four votes away from being number five. At the very least, I can say we we uh, we finished in the top five, you know, X yeah. number of times and X number of months and whatever, and and finishing a number five beats the hell out of finishing a number six just because of, you know, how you would state that. Yeah. You can't really say, well, we finished in the top six in the last year, um, you know, you 99% of the time in the last year. Yeah. It just sounds, it doesn't sound as good as saying the top five. It makes anyway, we've more got sense. thousands upon thousands of listeners out there. and Well, well they have to vote if- tonight. Um, they can certainly vote um, for next month. Please go vote either way. Um, but Yeah, whatever you know. time you get this, because if you're listening to the podcast, it'll be too late next or for this month. But next right. month. Uh, but if you're listening to the live Live stream right now. You listening to the live stream right now? Please or go live vote. on the radio. Yeah, that, you know, go vote at vote.freetalklive.com. Takes you maybe less than a minute. All you need is your email address at vote.freetalklive.com. You know, it's only a, like a couple hundred votes that we have, right, Mark? It's 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 microscopic compared to where we used to show up. I I, I don't know. I guess everybody kind of got used to us coming in number one. So they figured, one by one they drifted off. Yeah, they yeah. figured well they're number one every month, so they don't need my vote anymore. Someone else will vote for me, and that's what happens is everybody drops off the boat, and now we're not doing so hot. So yeah. we'd appreciate it. Eight uh, that again. Vote.freetalklive.com. Our number here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Steve, I believe is on the line in Illinois. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, Steve. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I had a quick question for you about the Free State Project and and, uh, private security, I suppose. Sure. Um, So I've heard you talk about um, the the, the ultimate aim of the Free State Project is to... to secede, to separate from no, the United no, States. No, no, that's not true. Nope, no, that's my aim. That's what I'd like to I'd see I'd like happen. to see that. Ian would like to see that. However, the Free State Project takes no position on secession. The Free State okay. Project's well, uh, statement well, of intent... Me, hang me, on, let me clarify something for people sure, that uh, sure. don't know much about the Free State Project. Its statement of intent says that you'll move to New Hampshire and exert the maximum practical effort to see that the maximum role of government would be protection of life, liberty, and property. So it is in no way a secessionist movement officially. Got it. Okay, my mistake. I apologize. Sure. And then let me address your personal ambitions of seceding. All right, great. Um, So what I'm wondering about is, um, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you'd like to to secede and uh, establish private security companies that people voluntarily pay into. Sounds good to me. Uh, Yeah, that's that's Ian's uh, hope. I'm sort of of the opinion that uh, things like that sound interesting, and I'm certainly all for freedom, um, that those are awfully advanced for me. I'd like to get down to a very small government where the government, say, takes care of something like roads and cops and, uh, you know, nothing more than that. And then we can look at... uh, 
you know, more freedom after that. Okay, well, well, I did have a concern, and I was hoping maybe then, Ian, since, since you seem to be more in favor of this, this, that you'd be able to address it. And my concern is, um, if people are paying voluntarily into uh, private security companies, what would stop, you know, a, a rich, crazy person from <laughs> coming in and offering thousands of people thousands of dollars to join his private security company, and then enslaving the rest of you. Well, oh. do you want to handle this, Gardner? Because well, I've answered it a million say, times. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm first, sorry that I haven't heard the answer. No, that's Brian. all right. No Go problem. Ahead. No, no problem. this is the question wanna, that uh, it's it's more than half of the people out the there key, are asking every, themselves. Everyone's Absolutely. always worried about the evil Bill Gates. So yeah. uh, go ahead, yeah. Gardner. I just want to hear. <laughs> I just want to hear Gard's answer. There to are it. different. Sure. There are different degrees for this answer. There are different ways you can approach it. One is to use the relative merits or demerits of the government system versus the private system uh, to sort of start off the, the conversation with people and sort of get them thinking. And so what you say is, well, look, um, if he is spending all this money, um, where is he going to continue to get any money to continue paying these people? He doesn't sure, have but- access to forcibly make people pay for this. Even if he begins to fund his war... Uh, he's going to run out of funds. Some people will answer that and say, but if he can use that to expand and take over things and plunder people, well, I suppose that's the case, but usually But he's going to be becomes... suffering attrition as, exactly. he, as he begins to, uh, to, to try to take control of people and their lives, he will still be coming yes. up against the smaller protection agencies that want to protect their customers. Precisely. Uh, and they're going to start fighting back, and his goons, his thugs that are going to enforce his will, will come up against retaliation force. They'll come up against offensive force, and they'll start to die. And then once they start to die, the uh, the guys that are alive will come back in for some contract renegotiations because you know you knew it was going to be a dangerous job, but you didn't know it was going to be this dangerous. So mm-hmm. you want double sure. the pay. All of a sudden, the you know this rich man is paying quite a bit more than he was in the first place. And as you said, guard, he's got no real. He doesn't have the printing press to turn to like the government yeah, does. Precisely, right. and he doesn't have the power to forcibly make people pay. And that's the difference where I would come to the relative merit or demerits, well, nor the legitimacy. Sorry, allow me to interject for a moment. Sure. Just, just here, guys. So you're saying he doesn't have the power to, uh, to, to force people to pay. But let's say that at a certain point, you know, once he's forced you all into slavery, uh, he does have the power to uh, force you to pay into his system as well. You mean like the government? Quite like the government. Okay, well, yeah. let's, uh, first off, we've got that. Essentially, what you're concerned with is uh, a monarchy versus a despotic monarchy versus the uh, supposed representative uh, democracy that we currently have. And, uh, you know, I would what I would say to you there is that maybe um, representative democracies do knock the sharpest edges off of despotic rulers, but they don't knock the edges off. They're only um, ty- tyrants in, in uh, you know, different manners. That, you you will pay enough, for the poor. You will right. support our own oil companies you will do this you will do that uh, you know your right. lawn will be this um, height and you'll um, you know you will use our water system and you will use the cable um, company right. that we, right. we prescribe you do understand yep. Stephen or Steve that your argument at this point or your your um, your presentation sure. here is predicated on the absurd poss- you know in, almost impossibility that someone would be able to enslave everyone that's what you you've already said well now presuming you're all enslaved then what are you going to do well the the, the thing is right. 
I it's very unlikely that. that anything would ever get to that point because the man with the the wads of cash, the yes. one lone, you know, evil Bill Gates that we're talking about here. Right. The, two points I want to make. One, he won't have the legitimacy that the state does. He will be seen as an invader, and he will be repelled by those who wish who wish to retain their freedom. But number two. He himself will come up against personal retaliation, which is another important factor. Exactly. If if you're the, the lone madman funding this uh, particular uh, insanity of trying to enslave your fellow man, yep. then there's no prohibition against anyone, the protection agencies or just you, finding that particular madman and eliminating him. And then his entire crusade is over unless he happens to have a mad twin brother or something like that that he's going to bring on board. So there's or, no prohibition. Uh, you know, or several successors within his organization. Right. It's the progression of freedom. So Sort of, um, you know, the, the same way that uh, Marxism had its progressions from, uh, you know, feudalism to capitalism to socialism to communism, like that was the way Marx said things were going to go. There's certainly a progression of freedom also, um, in that it doesn't seem likely to me that uh, in anybody in America, any time in the near future, is going to slip into uh, a monarchy simply because right. um, it just doesn't it doesn't have legitimacy. It, it, people people can't even imagine living under the uh, the tyranny of a king or, or right, dictator. Right, right. Yeah. But, but I mean, how, however unlikely it is, and I do admit that it is unlikely. Um, I think we can still, or hopefully, still acknowledge that it's still a possibility, however slim. And it sounded like you had you, you were going to get into some more uh, some more safeguards against that. Well, uh, I was just going to add uh, one of the things that is uh, very important to look at. I think is the way that the market paradigm works for all other products. And if mm-hmm. you look at the market paradigm for all other products, you can have a dominant company, and you'll have tons of other companies out there that are competing. And even if one company does, say, get all such a huge market share that it's considered uh, in the government eyes monopolistic, we know that as long as it's not protected by government law, it is always open to competition. So therefore, it's not going to raise its prices beyond a certain level. If you can apply that to defense contractors, private defense contractors, uh, and you look at the, the one guy who might be going out trying to gather up all these private defense contractors, right. the market paradigm, the market competitive uh, nature of the competitive market is such that you decentralize things so much, everybody can choose with his or her own money that there's always going to be the possibility of someone else coming along. So it's very, very unlikely that some despot in a private marketplace is going to try to do that. And he would never be able to get to the point of total enslavement because everyone who cares about freedom, which would be a significant portion of the population, would be working against him and fighting against his goons. And I thank you for the call, Steve, and you're welcome to dial in more uh, in the future because I love good challenging questions. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live Hour. Three is on the way. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One credit counseling agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We start with your calls. That is the point of the program. And we go to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Ah, hello, gentlemen. How are hey, you friend. this evening? Great. What's on your mind? Good. I just wanted to say that you know the level of discourse tonight is pretty elemental, simplistic, and utopian. You think? How so? And I definitely think so. And even you know earlier this after this evening, listening to your discussion about the concept of the state and how we can eliminate it and different things, it's very naive. I think when you begin to look at the evolution of history, you begin to see that states and nations came into existence at a certain point in time. But they, wait, let's stop for a moment here. You mean the ideas, because they don't actually exist. They're just no, they're they nothing do more exist. than concepts. They do exist. I have a they feeling do exist, going and they're recognized by right. other states and nations in the body of international law. Okay, what you mean and when you say you're speaking in code. Ho- hold on a second, sovereign. Frank. Hold on a second. You're, ta- you're talking in code. Hold on. We've got to get this straight here because I want to make sure we're on the same page. You're saying that nations are legitimate because other nations recognize them. And uh, it's, it's a non-starter as far as I'm concerned because it's what you're talking about in reality, See, Frank, hold That's on, what you're talking about in reality is people calling themselves governments, people believing a mutual fantasy that there is such a thing as a nation, and you're one of them, Frank, that believe in this concept, that, oh, well, we believe we're a nation, and so therefore we're going to recognize you people over there that believe that you're a nation, and it's not, uh, you're a nation, that sounds kind of gross. No, let's but, call them states. Let's call them states. Still they fantasy concept. purposes under domestic law and international law. What's that, to extract they wealth have, from people? They function as sovereign entities that allow them to function as agents for their quote-unquote citizens. Oh, wait a minute. There's a body of law. See, the predicate predicate upon which you're basing all this... Hold on, hold on, hold on. The The predicate upon which you're basing all this is the word law. Is it not? Law is consensus. Law is consensus. See, this is 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 where I knew exactly... Among the governed and those Mm -hmm. governed. Yeah, all right, well, you can tell that to the Jews. Let me finish, because you guys always do this. You have the ridiculous, absurd concepts, and then when someone raises a solid discourse that's backed up by history, that's backed up by case law, then you dismiss it as fantasy. Or Just see, the thing is, the, the thing contrary. is, we dismiss, the see, it, why is it bad, hold on, why is it, why is it bad, why is it bad, Frank, why is it bad, why is it bad to dismiss case law if you're talking about principles, for no, example? you do that all the time, you just did it That's today. right, why is it bad? The point it's is good. I don't even think you two read It's the, good uh, Why the hell would I want to read that boring crap? Yeah, I did. In fact, uh, I'm writing an article on it right now. Opinion in the recent gun the case, case, nor the four dissenting opinions that were published. The point is this: we've got no, a life. No, basis. actually, you're losing. You're losing your point because you're bringing up erroneous charges. No, I'm let's, not. No, I'm hold not. on, hold on a second. Me, what, oh, we'll keep what, this. Let's keep this calm. Keep it, keep it calm for a second, Frank. Hold on. Opinion keep it, keep it, keep it calm for a second. Of the keep terminology, it, Frank. 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 There are three of us. There are three of us sitting in a room. Frank. Frank. You're talking to yourself. There are three of us sitting in a room, and the 
audience is listening, you, you'll get a chance in just a second. But we're, okay. we're bouncing all over the place here. Uh, first of all, your attack or, or your your uh, intent to try to say that we haven't read something is erroneous. I have read it. I read it over the weekend. I was working on an article on it, and I'm going to be posting it. And it might be published at Foundation America. I haven't Education. read it. Who I haven't knows? read it. Okay, read I it. But, but hold on. Wait a minute. Hold that question just for a second, please. If one is to question the validity of law based on majority consent or based on whatever the government entity is that is created, then we're, we're just going to be at an impasse because we question the laws and you tend to give them some validity, I assume. No, I right? question them as well, but the point is when they're legitimate and they're duly constituted <laughs> they are but, legitimate. But according to definitions. the How, for law. According then, you to, know, it's, oh, my, t- my turn. Right. Now, Frank, I, um, I've listened the entire time because I, want, I wanted to hear what you had to say about nation states and legitimacy and thing like, things like that. And and the question that comes to my mind when you, when you say that is, um, if we lived in a town of 100 people, and I got together 99 of those people, myself included, clearly, because it's a town of 100, and we went to your house, and we said that we're going to, that, that I, I want all the money you've got, your firstborn and your dog, and if you don't give them to me, we're going to set your house on fire. Would it be legitimate? No, it wouldn't be. Because but, if I got them to, but if I got them to vote on it somehow or another, no, would it be it legitimate? No, it wouldn't be. Because no, because... The- because the boundaries set is the concept of the state of New York or the government or the government or the uh, – no, let me, let me take the word government and put the state, meaning nation state, of the United States. But Therefore, the thing is, is that they change these rules, your Frank. Your consensus uh, – it has no validity because no, it has other it absolutely here. Frank, it has validity in that the your supposed claim is will of the people to nothing more than just a fantasy or an aberration or a criminal assault. But it's, on at my, this point, it has turned into the will out of five out of four justices. The government gives me through law. Now, Frank, you know what's interesting about this? You remind me of you, you know Randy Barnett, former uh, BU law professor. He wrote uh, "The Structure of Liberty" and he wrote another book called "Restoring the Lost Constitution." He's a big no, fan I of really Sanders. Don't. Well, I do know them, but I mean, I, I don't think much of his work, to be okay. honest. Okay. Well, well, Barnett Barnett has a fascinating thesis in "Restoring the Lost Constitution," uh, in that he says that um, a document which supports he tries to he tries to create an argument whereby people who look at a document that was signed by others centuries before uh, can actually feel that it applies to them with the force of law somehow. And what he does is he says, if it is a document that, that, that supports negative reciprocity, the idea mm-hmm. that the government is established to protect your natural rights in a Lockean sense, uh, therefore you must conform to the, the laws that are created under that and are supportable by that constitution. I don't necessarily buy that in any way, but I understand his thesis. And I think what you're, what you're doing there in assuming the legitimacy of the state in an abstract sense is similar to what he's trying to do, although I don't think it's, it's quite as... But I'm not worried about an abstract sense. You assume I am. I'm talking well, about... Well, laws are abstractions. You have to do the that. The point, no, no, the law is not an abstraction. Yes, it, it is. It's words on paper. It's case law. It ceases to be an abstraction. No, you're saying there is an abstract you're, 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 you're using circular logic. John you're using, Rawls you're, talks about in you're just going around in circles. Hey, look, sure you read. know what, Frank? Here's what I want to know. Do you believe that Santa Claus is legitimate? In what context? Do you believe that he's legitimate? Is he the real deal? In what context? I have to have the context specified to make my 
statement regarding that. Seems like a pretty easy because question to me, Frank. Sounds like you're trying to dodge it, things it here. It determines the application of that justification. What I wanted to point out is that you were suggesting that the government's legitimate because it's always been around that uh, for hundreds of years well, people have acknowledged its German legitimacy. Law. There is a concept in German law that Jürgen Habermas talked about in on the neutrality mm. of law, and that does that that says yes that really we're all born into uh, states that are determined that have a government fantasy, that runs dude. them. Fantasy, dude. I'm sorry, uh, you know, Frank, but we live in a fantasy world. Look, there no, no, are no, no the governments. There are only men with guns, question. Frank. And the fact is, just because a bunch of guys <laughs> in robes calling themselves judges have come down with their case law doesn't mean that the words that were written on paper by people calling themselves legislators are any more legitimate than they were five minutes before that. It's all a big fantasy foisted no, no, on no, people to extract money, let me, let to extract wealth from people, Frank. And the points are going to be this. Number one, the Supreme Court is, you, you, first of all, you talk about the fact that how can the Supreme Court make a statement regarding this or that? The Supreme Court is constituted under the Constitution. I'm not bewildered the, by the is, Supreme Court. They can make whatever damn statements they want to. They're a bunch sure of jackpots. And they have the force of law when they're in a legal brief regarding a case that's before them. That, that is the interpretation, the final interpretation of law with the exception of an event whereby the Supreme Court decides to retry a case or to challenge a pre-existing precedent, which is what happened when we had separate but equal, and then we had years later, separate is not equal. Right. The point is Plus the court has that capacity. Right. We have to be very specific about what we're talking about. Now, if we go to what I found really funny tonight, too, is when the caller, before you picking up my phone, uh, mentioned the statement that, are you guys going to, are you about to, from the United States and creating your own country. I'm glad you said you weren't because, you know, under Patriot Act and Homeland Security, which I feel violate the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, uh, even just saying that on the public airwaves is enough to be deemed a terrorist. Well, I am in favor of secession. Let me make it quite clear. Thank you, Frank. Very much in favor of secession. Come and get me, suckers. Great Great call, though. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you at freetalklive.com. If you're remodeling your kitchen or bath, like I am, well, I'm building a new one. Um, you can, well, I guess I'm not building. I have built a new kitchen and a new bathroom. They are now working and functioning. The mm-hmm. faucets I got from uh, internobs.com all functioned, and everything was uh, just Great. as the, the best thing I could imagine. Um, you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices, and you get uh, retail service. You can do it uh, uh, at, uh, the, you can go to the banner at freetalklive.com or go to internobs.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Use code FTL. You'll save ten bucks off your order. Um, ten percent. Ten percent. Ten percent off your order. Internobs.com. Right. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So just a quick recap here from what did we what did we learn from Frank uh, a few moments ago? Well, uh, uh, Jason Osborne of SACL CAI uh, tells us that the lesson that we can get out of this is government is legitimate because of law. Law is legitimate because it comes from government. Oh, and it's been around a long time, too. Yes. That means it's legitimate. Well, I like listening to what Frank has to say. I mean, he's a learned man, and uh, I, I enjoy listening to, to what he has to say. And, and d- darn it. 
you guys just kept interrupting, so I couldn't couldn't hear it all. But you know, I think he got most of it. it what was he a wanted good to say out. I, like, yeah. I I I um I reject the the concept that um that democracy is good or just or fair or legitimate. Um, I re- and and largely. I love how he just threw away your argument too, Mark. That. You know, about the 99 people in town voting to take well, away his he, rights. He's, he's making an accurate statement that we have a constitution, and so does the, the state of New York. And, and those yeah, constitutions you were trying to protect people's up with that. rights. You tried to follow up, but he wouldn't. You well, know, he didn't get, we didn't get a chance to really get all of our points. Sure. And, and, and basically, those constitutions were put, you know, stuff written on paper by guys who, you know, to some extent had uh, some good motives in, in mind, and other extent right. were trying to uh, help themselves. And what if they interpreted the constitution to say the general welfare requires that we enslave you and take away? all your children from well, you. you know, and I was, I was going to mention What if they before, did the same thing to everyone? You know, the, the, the idea that the, the governments are long-standing or something like that, I, I, I mean, to me, it's a totally ahistorical argument to say that government of New York, the government of New York has existed for X amount of years, or the government of Holland has existed for X amount of years, or the government of France has existed. Therefore, there's this patina of legitimacy to it. Um, if you look internally at those governments, the governments are, and I think your point is so apt and so important they're composed of people the people are there they have differing policies and it seems that those policies i know amazing but true seem to pop up oftentimes regardless of the rules under which the governments were created and so if you look at it through the years the government of the united states that under which we are oppressed today is a different government of the united states under which people were oppressed in 1930 they're different people they're different police officers different feds different presidents uh the structures are slightly different uh the people who were oppressed by napoleon are different than the people who were oppressed by robespierre the people who were oppressed by the soviets yes results are the same and they they called it france they still called it france so i i don't understand how someone and and you know to to claim that we are somehow sophists trying to reach some foregone conclusion and gather evidence to support it uh i think is is really the the pot calling the kettle black that's that, radio baby you know there has to be some name calling some mud slinging in order to make the uh, to make know, it all exciting you know but and frank i mean frank would be an interesting guy to talk to and in in, in in plenty of context again on the radio it would be great and, uh, it, you know, it, I think it, it goes to sort of expose people if they're just maybe joining the show, if they're just learning about this, to see that we do try to look at things in depth. And if we are accused of being superficial or something like that, uh, hopefully they understand that we have this thought out. Well, we Frank is so see. intellectual, anything beyond an academic discussion to him is going to seem superficial. Right. And that's, it's, that's why it's great that you were here on the show tonight um, to be able to uh, combat that. But, however, we try, to, uh, we try to bring freedom to the people. I'm not trying to bring freedom to the professor. That's so much um, because they're not going to listen to me, and there's plenty of professors out, professor libertarians out there that can handle that. So true. I'm trying to bring an, uh, you know, an, with Ian, an entertaining radio show to people that boil down the concepts yeah, of freedom. Yeah. Let's go to the phone calls. We've got a lot of calls here. Let's talk to Monica first in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello, Monica. Howdy. Uh, I was actually calling in to talk about my. Uh, my so-called representative in, in Congress, but i got to say that I feel a little sorry for Frank there. I wonder if he can even go to the restroom without uh, checking with the appropriate authorities, you know. And, you know. <laughs> well, as long as it's in a composting toilet, it's okay now that uh, we're in the new, the new green area era. So what about your congressperson, so-called? Uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I went to this uh, middle-class forum thing today. Uh, Carol Shea Porter was there oh as well for a brief moment. Uh, supposedly, 
they prevented us from asking questions until the end of the program, which included a, a lineup of various uh, people from mostly mostly government departments, you know, uh, telling us how we can get something for free. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and but she pretty much uh, skated out after she gave some, you know, empty platitudes at the beginning. And uh, we didn't get to question her. She, oh, she had more platitudes to deliver. She avoided. Elsewhere. She avoided the question phase, is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. Interesting. She she left. Uh, there were a couple of people that that chased after her with uh, one of them with a video camera and asked her some questions. I'm I'm still waiting to see that. But. Well, Carol, did, Carol, ooh, Carol. Yeah. Why yeah. would she have to answer any questions? She's she's already been elected, so she's gotten her little no, prize. No, no, she's running. Oh, is she? She's, she's got the authority to make decisions for all of us little people who can't can't possibly think on our own. Oh, or yeah. Now she's running for state ourselves. senate, right? Or excuse me, for uh, U.S. Senate against. Uh, no, that's that's Shaheen. Shea Porter took uh, Jeff Bradley's spot. Yeah, in I get them all confused. Yeah, she's in Congress. Yeah, uh, uh, Monica and District One in uh, the House of Representatives. Yeah, but, uh, the the slate of I mean this. this like it was a middle class forum they were building it as, and basically all it was was uh, a, a slate of, you know, uh, people from various government departments, the housing and urban development, uh, agricultural department, uh, telling us that we could get something for free. And with every every time they said, you know, this this costs nothing to you. You know, oh, give us a call. We'll help you out if you're having trouble. If you can't. You know, make your ends meet. You know, give us a call, and this this won't cost you anything. What was the reception oh, like from the buy crowd? Buy all the beer you want. We'll take care of the rest. What was what uh, what Monica was the reception you were feeling from the crowd? Yeah. Was it warm? Was it cold? Um, were they? How did you feel about that? Did you it get a, a, a vibe? It was a mixed bag. Uh, the responses were, uh, you know, there was one gentleman behind me that that kind of piped up and uh like like I said they were they were holding all of the questions till the end mm-hmm. so it was pretty much just the the more outspoken people that that really said anything uh you know uh mm-hmm. but there are a couple of people that you know kind of made offhand comments about well who's paying for for all of this and mm-hmm. stuff yeah right mm-hmm. well i guess good on you to go go to something were... like that it must have been awfully boring uh yeah, a, a little boring and very disheartening because they don't seem to understand that all of these programs, these services they're rendering are costing the taxpayers much more than they're ever going to receive. Yeah. There's no and, doubt about and, that. They, nobody yeah. ever talks about that. They never talk about how you already had the money, then they took it from you, paid a whole bunch of bureaucrats, and then you'll be lucky if you get a fraction money. of it back. Right, because what they want you to, what they, the assumption that they're working on, and what they they won't say because it sounds too bad, is that they have to take from your neighbor in order to fund. Yep, it's disgusting. Thank you, Monica. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for three dollars a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. Dial in at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Gart. And Mark. Again, that number is 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free. And those features include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 350,000 posts. Lots to talk about. 
fun stuff, serious uh, issues, you'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com, and it's totally free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. As we continue with your calls, Todd in Michigan on the amp line. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ian. How's it going, guys? Great. What's on your mind, Todd? Well, I just wanted to uh, weigh in on this entire Heller uh, Debacle? Uh, Disaster? Yeah, you, you yeah the, the, whole, the whole debacle. Okay. Well, you know, I'll tell you, here's, here's how I look at this whole situation. It, the way it would be, it's sort of, on, on one hand, uh, a double-edged sword. Yes, it sounds great that the, the court would say, okay, you have the right to keep and bear arms. However... When it, um, when you have Justice Scalia at the end of his decision saying, oh, well, there is, um, the right to keep and bear arms, uh, the Second Amendment is not unlimited. There mm. are certain restrictions that, that may sure. be applied, um, to, um, to any uh, case, um, especially in, even in future cases. That sets a very damaging and very scathing precedent. Uh, for the, for years to come, so you've got the situation now where the Supreme Court can just basically say, "Well, you know what? Um, we can just basically, you know, um, say that the Second Amendment um, doesn't really mean the right to keep and bear arms in the future." Um, well, guess what? Uh, because the do- because the Constitution is a living document, right? right. Well, and because. Huh? Well, what they normally do, uh, Todd, is they, they it, it's the frog in the pan thing. As you slowly turn up the heat on the frog in the pan, it doesn't realize that soon it's a boiled frog. And that that's what's going to happen here is, you know, I mean, at, at some point or another, they're going to make it so that, yeah, sure, you can own a gun as long as it's buried in your basement in a safe that you can only open on the full moon. And we get to inspect. Right. And, and, and it only um, shoots 22 shorts and blah, 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 blah. And you know what kind of ticks me off about this uh, is, uh, you know, I, I loaded the PDF of the uh, of the uh, uh, decision, the majority decision and minority dissent, onto my uh, data stick, and I was looking at it uh, yesterday, this morning, as I'm going through my article. And and you're absolutely right, my friend. When they when they get to the end of it, and Scalia does that, uh, what gets me is either these guys are intellectually dishonest, or they're so lazy. That they'll go, he goes to the effort to have 60 some pages, Scalia, defending an individual right to keep and bear arms. And in the end, he says, eh, but you know, rights don't really matter. We can, we can mess with them as much as right. we want. Uh, that is just, but you, know, oh. but you know, what's really interesting about that guard is yeah. that many of these conservatives, in, in, including Anton Scalia, what about um, all the other 20,000 gun control laws are on the books, including the Gun Control Act of 68, right. or even the Brady Bill, yep. um, or even the, uh, the National um, Instant Check System, the NICS system, that mm-hmm. um, by mm-hmm. law that you have to register every firearm when you purchase it. Yep. Um, all A-OK, you know, I'm sure, by them. They didn't oh, have to. Well. They didn't have to look at any of those cases because those weren't the cases. You know, nobody brought those cases, so they only really had to look at that one little case. And they, you know, they threw a bone to the conservatives, and uh, the rest of it was pr- totally a pro-state ruling. Well, you know, this is the same Scalia who uh, 
presided uh, along with other nine justices over the uh, Florida debacle in 2000. And this guy really uh, will tell you right now, uh, he's a snake in the grass. Well, I was just going to say, and don't forget, this is the same guy who, when they ruled about the Guantanamo uh, detainees, was so upset in his minority dissent. He said, this is the first time in American history that we've been at war and detainees have been... And it's like, look, you know, am I that... You think I'm that stupid that we're supposed to think we're at war, Antonin? And he also said, before he went into the original Hamden case that he would never, ever give these guys habeas hearings because he had a son in the military in Iraq. I don't even understand why he didn't didn't take himself Should off the bench. Should have himself, yeah. Tom, thanks amazing. for the call, dude. Appreciate it, man. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dave in Montana listening Dave on Montana. Hello, turn down your radio, Dave. Hey, how you guys? Hey, what's on your You're all forgetting about the ultimate Second Amendment, the holders of the thermonuclear warheads, and whoever pays them people to maintain them and keep them going, whoever got the most of them, usually sets all the rules. That's, That's pretty what, much and true. And then we're, in, we're stuck in civilized slavery to the corporations that fund the military-industrial mechanism. I don't know. I don't feel enslaved to any corporations. Well, you don't even know it. We buy, we buy our chains every day as long as we're buying oil because the oil companies are the international bankers, the arm makers, the pharmaceutical companies, the insurance companies. And we think we're free by driving our cars around and well, we pay. Well, I can choose to not drive if I would like. Here in Keene, I could get around walking from point to, you well, know, from one I'm, point to I'm another. I'm just saying, they got it so good. Oh, they've got it good. We're living in civilized slavery and until I agree with that. He's right. That it's it, it, just it, like Iran right now don't want to be pushed around. They want to be part of the club of the atom bomb holders. It's like a buy-in. You got to have an atom bomb before anybody listens to you. If New York State got an atom bomb, boom, they're part yeah, of the club. They're in the club. That's an interesting observation. And and what we do is we're we're just squabbling. What we could do though is cripple them economically and and yeah, but that would take courage. Still. That would take courage, though, and uh, and, you know, and an entire change in, in American culture. Uh, yeah. to, to think we're, that the, we're the world's greatest debtor nation, and as long as we're mm-hmm. the world's greatest debtor nation, we're the world's greatest civilized slave state. You nailed it, Dave. Thanks for the call, man. As always, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't think it's any different anywhere else. Um, if their states, uh, if if their countries were uh, more. Uh, if they if they made more money and they could tax more, then they'd have big uh, corporate big interests debts. there too. Yeah. Um, every government is the same because it's um, you know it's it's coercion to some level or another. There are freer governments than others, and ours is one of the freest. But um, you know, I, I think we can that do better. Saying much. I think we can do better. Let's continue and talk to Dale in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dale. Hello, hi. How are you doing, Dale? Yes, what's on your mind tonight? Very fine. I'd like to go ahead and pass on information. Uh, there's a book called Soldiers of Misfortune. And it's a, uh, Don't you call and promote that book every single time you call the show? Right. You've called like yeah, a handful of course. times in the past, and you, you always promote that. Let me tell you what. Email Mark at freetalklive.com, and he'll sell you a nice advertising package. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. This ain't free promo live. It's free talk live. Let's continue here. Talk to Dan in New Hampshire. You're on free talk live. Hello, Dan. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. What's on your mind? Uh, I uh, want to go back to the guy who was uh, bringing up the whole idea of uh, 
secession and then okay we got this separate uh, entity here and freedom and all that but some weirdo comes along and decides to uh, create their own uh uh ne'er-do-well army yeah the the mad the rich evil bill gates that wants to take over uh the the free land yes well you know i he has to realize that the, that, the, that the recruiting opportunities for this guy to, to bring people in to enslave everybody else is amongst, I think, a consensus of people who've already decided that they're not going to enslave people. Yeah, and, and it's uh, so difficult to bring that into reality because, you know, as you say, the recruiting process would be process number one. Before you can invade and take over people's land, you have to have the troops in order to do that, and word's going to get out that somebody's spreading a uh, some sort of an invasion. Asian plan, I would think. And we would all be well armed, and yep. uh, and all, all of our neighbors would get together. We would have. Comm- Dan, I didn't and, hang up. Uh, hang on, Dan. Hang on. We're going to bring you back for more of this uh, discussion since you only got a moment there. 800-259-9231. You aren't the other guy us. only got You're a moment. You're not plugging the same old book every single time you well, call. But, but the other guy only got a moment. Yeah, that's right. And that's all he's going to get. More coming up. You take control. Bring up an issue. Talk about something relevant. If you want to pro- uh, promo a book, we'll sell you some advertising. More coming up. It's Free not Talk about Live. Free Talk Live. It is your show. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call at 1-800-259-9231. Actually, I shouldn't give out that number because the phones are loaded. We're going to try to get through as many of you as possible here. It is Ian here with you. And Garth. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where the features are totally free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask that you go and become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is a simple one, and that is that you can help us get on more radio stations and get more Internet listeners on board with the show by sending in 3 bucks a month. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue with Dan in New Hampshire, Dan, you're back on Free Talk Live. Okay, then we've got by all the uh, problems of recruiting, and we've got our army. Uh, right, I this is the uh, the private evil. To... For those just tuning in, I'm sorry, just uh, for those okay, just tuning sorry. in, this is the uh, scenario that someone mentioned earlier, where in a free market world, there's one rich, rich guy that decides to enslave his fellow man. All right, go ahead. Sick rich guy. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he he managed to recruit an army. All right. They're just completely discounting the spiritual effect of all of this, that the people who don't work in a productive manner, you know, are, you know, screw themselves and their families up for generations. I, I watched a program last night on uh, public TV about, uh, about the descendants of the DeWolf family who were like the biggest family in the slave trade back in the, you know, 1800s, uh, 17, 18, and you know, early 1800s, okay. and 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 these people are are still trying to deal with that. <laughs> they 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 had a program where they actually followed the slave route, went to Ghana, went to Cuba, talked about the molasses and the rum and the everything else, and uh, and these people were really verklempt about the fact that they they you know their family, you know. 
perpetrated this on all of them. <laughs> well, that's of, certainly an awful side effect of uh, you know the initiation of force, but uh, that exactly. you know telling that to a madman won't convince him to not. No, of course not. But but that, that's a, yeah. I'm just saying it's another impediment to recruiting. But uh, well, know, then there's also the fact that you know there's also the realistic factor of you know this guy who's really really wealthy probably worked really hard to to make that money unless he inherited it, which people that inherit wealth aren't very good at at retaining it. But for the most part they've made money by making people happy in life and they've offered a great product or service so if this is a self-made man i mean why would he want to throw away all of his wealth for the you know the, the chance the smidgen of a chance that he might be able to enslave some people you're already the wealthiest man in america why why would you do that and you're in now you're in a uh, uh, the the free land of uh, new hampshire which which was what put our, part of the scenario was you have a be- even better chance of getting even more wealthy and wealthy people like go. to make money i could yeah. understand that at that point you could argue well, at that point, he doesn't want wealth anymore. He wants power. But, but the, the amount of wealth it will consume to try to engage or try to create that power over others is going to be very, very detrimental. It's not going to happen. It's not, just not going to work out because he'll come up against way too much opposition, as you're pointing out. And healthy people do not seek power they don't need. No. And, and, uh, and the fact is, is that, you know, that, 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 the the act the actual ill health of somebody as they're growing up as a as an heir to some that's going to show up and 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 something's going to be done about it before it gets to the point of hiring his army I, I just yeah. it's just there's so many you know my protection agency impediments to yep, that sort that of thing happening right. my protection agency would offer you know double or triple or quadruple the salary to one of his uh, one of his hired guns or somebody on the outside to come in and take out the dude and that would be it. I mean, then he'd have to re- he'd really have to have a true believer as far as a right-hand man to even barely begin to pick up the pieces. And even if you can't convince somebody of, of going this far, you can at least tell them, relatively speaking, the transparency of the marketplace is so much more uh, prevalent than in government that uh, it would be very difficult for somebody to try to amass this sort of power. And the marketplace turns away from this sort of thing because it's not in the best interest of the people engaged in the marketplace. In government... They don't have the transparency, and it is in the best interest of many government players to try to aggregate power to themselves and shower it on those people who are with them and keep it quiet. Right. Also, fact. let's factor in the news factor, because remember, without a government to report on in a free market situation, the news agencies that we know of today will have to find something else to talk about. And one of the big things to talk about would inevitably be, of course, there's always going to be human tragedy stories, something, you know, somebody crashes their car or whatever. Something awful happens. I could report on that. But also um, corporate corruption, business corruption would yeah. be a huge thing for uh, for these news reporters, these uh, these eager, uh, starving reporters that are looking for a story to glom onto and and break big. And so if word got out there that somebody was planning to to strike, man, that'd be hot. That'd be a that'd be a, a journalistic award winner as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, there'd be and, people all over that. And, you know, Ian, I think some people out there or some critics might be saying, well, look, if you look at government as a as it grew over the feudal days, government really was just an outgrowth of the very thing that you guys are espousing. The strongest rich guy was able to gather all of the clans together and form these kingdoms or dukedoms or fiefdoms or whatever. And so you got government that arose, and it came out of what you guys are espousing, which is nope. false. Uh, for that example, came out of ignorance. What we're talking about would require people to, to get to the free marketplace would require a, uh, an educational renaissance. Yes, yes, absolutely right. And, and, and Mark and I were talking about it off the air. 
uh, people should look up some of the history of uh, Viking Age Iceland. It's fascinating. And and even the little guys there were able to have claims in the courts because they were able, if they didn't think they could support it because they had to go out and work, they couldn't go to the, uh, to the Goddards and the chieftain to hear their cases. They could sell portions of their claims to other people to go and represent them. It was a great in system. In the same way that uh, accident attorneys do today. Precisely. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah, and, and the feudal system arose uh, oftentimes. Yes, there were clan uh, backgrounds and so on, but much of the feudal system came out of religious strife and all sorts of... Uh, all sorts of uh, lineage having to do with the, the religious problems that they had there had nothing to do with markets at all. Hey, Dan, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's uh, get Matthew on the line here in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Matthew. Hey, Mark, Ian, Garth, how you guys doing? Great, right. sir. We're short on time. I'll be quick. I have two points, but I'll just stick to one. Right. Um, I, Ian, it's one of my heroes. It, it's disappointing to see a chink in your armor. A chink? And I, I, I've noticed one. And I'm kind of disappointed, but would you feel as a private business owner, say of a radio station, that it would be okay for you not to hire, I don't know, black people? Uh, well, I wouldn't do that, but I think that I think that it's okay for yes, p- business people should be able to discriminate on whatever arbitrary, stupid basis they want to discriminate about. Sure. Okay, but except for when it comes to marijuana, though, right? What do you mean because by that? You, you had a show last week where you said it was not okay because this guy got this. Oh, no, no, I just think it's stupid. No, 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 it's fine. Marijuana the, in this house. No, 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 so no, no. What of, you're talking about is the, uh, the, the, uh, the morning show host that got suspended because he got busted with marijuana, and I said that, you know, if they want to make that choice, they can. It's their business. So I support their right to make that oh, okay. choice. I, I just think it's stupid sorry. because yeah, as somebody um, who's worked in radio, quick, I, know uh, that a, I know a significant portion of radio people smoke pot, so it's just dumb. Right, I'm in radio myself. At the college radio station at my local college, and I'm on television as well. And trust me, it's it's everywhere. Yes, it is. And, you know, <laughs> people out there really want to, you know, like people like Fox News and the government want to keep us from doing stuff like this. They're actually the best advertisers. You know, that kind of leads into my second point, where we were talking about Salvia last week as well, mm. and I never heard of it until I, until I heard Fox News talking about <laughs> the government was going to make it illegal. Right, then I, I had to go try some. You know, because I wanted to experience it, and when I did. I realized I, did, I never wanted to do it again. I did it really? once, and that was enough. Did it freak but I you out? I never heard of it unless it was going to be made illegal. And I imagine how many other things are like that, like marijuana. Like totally. kids wouldn't even try it. Absolutely. Except for all the government has said oh, it's illegal and it's wrong. But everything else the government has always said is wrong. You know, they're always wrong in everything. So, so if the government says black, and I say white. Matthew, so I went out and tried it because the government said it was it was bad. You sound like an entertaining so, personality. Go ahead and plug your TV show and your uh, your radio show. Uh, I, I I don't want to, I don't want to like oh, you said it's not on. an advertising thing. I just you guys are one of my heroes and I. Man, I when I throw that. it out I, there, I you really should take the opportunity. Thank you. You should take the opportunity. You when might I throw hear this Okay, okay. I'm on KSJS uh, Radio Wednesday nights at San Jose State. Uh, I play a jazz reggae show. Duh, duh. <laughs> and what do you and, do on uh, television? What's your I'm TV on, gig? I, I won't plug the TV station because I I admitted I'm a marijuana smoker, so I can't. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, good point. Good point. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate hearing from you, man. Let's go briefly to Adam in Maryland. You're on Free Talk. Live, Adam. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, short on time. Go ahead, though. You've got 20 right. seconds. 30 seconds? 20 or 30, but you better go through uh, it soon. I'll call back tomorrow, though. All right, all right do that. We'll try Mike right. in Montana. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. No, Mike's gone. Everybody's and finally, giving up. It's Vince in Indy. You're on Free Talk Live, Vince. I, I want to call you guys back tomorrow, too. I want to call you early <laughs> about the, uh, the ruling of the Exxon Valdez case in the Supreme Court. Exxon Valdez. Well, that was a long time yeah. ago. Did they just come down they with a ruling? Decided, yeah. Well, the ruling came out last week where they could reduce the awards. 
Yeah, this yeah. is oh, Exxon that. Pay, pay yeah, charge. I heard yeah. about that. All right, call us back on that, Vince. And it has okay. been Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online in between now and tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. Going to get a new air conditioner installed, so hopefully all will be going smoothly with the equipment uh, tomorrow night on the program, and we'll be able to get on the air on time. So we'll see you tomorrow at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.